2: Welcome in to episode 54 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside... Jeff Colas. Thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of widespread panic. Um, if it's your first time uh, joining us, uh, thanks for being here. Um, this week, last week and this week, we're doing things a little bit different than normal. Um, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to go back uh, to listen to episode 53. Um we are, as as this releases, on the 20th anniversary of the release of Widespread's first uh, live album, uh, Light Fuse Get Away. We are sort of uh, celebrating by putting out a second ver- volume of Light Fuse Get Away. Uh, last week was the first disc, quote-unquote, and, uh, and this week we're going to do the second disc or the second set, so... Um, before we get into the to the music, uh Jeff, things things good on your end?
1: Oh, they're you know, about the same. Busy times here in Memphis, Tennessee. How about you? Uh
2: yeah, yeah. I've been uh I've been on the road a bunch the last um really since the beginning of the year. I think I counted um I just got back in town last night. It was my sixth trip since the first of January, which is just not not very common, and my wife is bless her heart, you know about at the end of her rope <laughs> on on flying solo with kids but uh, I think i'm I think I'm uh, home home you know I'll be in the homestead for at least a few months
1: that's a lot of traveling for a municipal employee Harvey. <laughs> it,
2: it is it is one of them was was vacation, but uh, the rest was. It was all work related.
1: And I, and I hope I hope that you're following, uh, you know,
2: purchasing rules and
1: you know getting state getting state rate for hotels and all that type of thing.
2: Proper pr- procurement policies. Proper always. procurement
1: policies, of course, as always. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, let's well, go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's you know if you if you haven't listened before, usually every week we we do a little uh, uh, you know recommendation segment. So. Um, Weekly Rex, Jeff, what do you got for the good people?
1: Well, I've got the new Casey Musgraves album. Oh,
2: oh hey! Which
1: is something new, you know? I feel like you need to have some sound effects or something. <laughs> yeah, no, Jeff chooses something from this century.
2: Um, breaking, breaking news!
1: Yeah, the new a new record, Golden Hour. I think it came out. Uh, it'll be two weeks ago, Friday. So I think it was the last Friday in March. Um, it is just sublime is the only word I can use to describe it. I mean, Casey Muscoves is great anyway. I mean, she sort of burst onto the scene in you know, five years or so ago with just sort of a, you know, a good, honest take good, honest country music at a time when country music is far from that and great singer songwriter and, and obviously easy on the eyes, but she's a, uh, her, I've really haven't gotten into a lot of her, or stuff before I've liked it, but I've never really loved it very much until this record. Um, it's just, I, I, it's it's really really good, and you know I, I've read a couple reviews of it. you are referring to it as her cosmic, her cosmic country album, her cosmic American record. It does have some nice sort of um, psychedelic notes in there here and there. The title track "Slow Burn" is firmly planted number one in my favorite new song of the year and it's going to take some effort to to knock it off that pedestal um just a beautiful tune she played it on colbert which is the first time i had heard it but she's been playing it live for a while from what i gather Um, but just a great record can't recommend it enough so go out to your local record store and pick it up in physical form
2: Uh, speaking of records we got a little bit of a you know, news in the last, I guess, couple of weeks about a, uh, a release, uh, I guess on, on the occasion of the, the anniversary of the release of life use get away a, a vinyl, um, version of the, uh, of the classic live album. Is that, is that something that is on your, uh, on your list? Are you going to pick that up.
1: Well, I'm actually going to be out of town for record store day, um, so I won't be with my fellow nerds standing in line at 7.30 in the morning waiting to buy records that you may or may not open and may or may not listen to. Um, But you feel like you have to have, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I saw the little video. The packaging looks great. Um, Yeah. um, I'm impressed with that. It's sort of in a little box, and each record is a four LP set, so each record has its own little sleeve, and the sleeve matches up with the... Uh, the album artwork and the photos on the inside of the original cd release from 20 years ago so it'll be cool i mean again i if if it doesn't sound like it's a rec- it's just dropping on record Day. it's not a record Day exclusive so i think it'll be around and you could actually pre- mm-hmm. pre- pre-order it in some places too for what i saw but uh, um but yeah i mean i think it's it it's like we talked about last week the fur it's anytime you can get Super high quality live, widespread panic that you can play really loud, but and that also fits in with vinyl too, because obviously things are when when things are mixed for vinyl, they are they're a little bit different. And um, I love the live in Austin thing that they put out the, the the New West put out for the Austin City Limits
2: thing. Yeah, yeah, and apparently, I mean, I think they there's some uh question on the cause they did some re-releases of the of the studio albums, yeah. um. And I think there was some question as to whether they had actually gone back to the original tapes or if they were just from the, like the, you know, essentially from the CD source. Um, but apparently one thing I read about the life views get away was that, it, that, you know, that they did actually go back to the digital masters for cutting the new, nice. uh, for cutting the vinyl. So that was, that was exciting to hear. Yeah. I definitely, um, uh, looking forward to check it out. Did, you, did you see sort of like what the, the, you know, the uproar about the, the 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 cutting of the sides on the track list.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. But.
2: So um, they actually between side A and B split Diner.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so.
1: I mean, again, it's also the difference probably between. A four, an eight, an eight sided, an eight sided collection, or like in some, it's like a nine sided.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, looking at the, I don't know. There's no really any other, you would have to go to a ninth side, I think, in order to get it, unless you uh, change the order, and which I think is even worse. I'd I'd rather a a cut track than uh, a changing of the order of the tracks. And um, so, yeah, I don't think there was any. Any good way to do that
1: um, there's a, a I think it's the this Bowie thing that I got last year in records Today. I think that's it it's three LPS but it's five-sided so the, the sixth side has nothing on it
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they
1: did like a di- like a thing that basically it won't play but there's like some sort of engraved design or something on the back but I've seen other place other Bands do that too, but it changes. It ups the packaging cost
2: immensely. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I mean it. when you're already talking about a four, di- you know, four discs, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be cheap in anyway. So but
1: they cut the um, in that uh, Austin City Limits one. I think they f- they fade out at some point between. Either on sides or between side two or between an A side and a B side or between album one and album two, I can't remember. Um, but there was a little bit of a, a fade out there too. So, but hey, it's just it it happens. It's cool to vinyl. I mean, it don't, it don't it get didn't mad like, about it, everybody. Yeah, no,
2: don't get mad. <laughs> I mean, didn't in like Fillmore East? I mean, don't they break up? Uh, it was like Liz Reed or something on vinyl. I feel like there was a.
1: The big thing about that is it's it's
2: there's a mountain jam or uh, yeah there's the there's some song that's cut over two tracks two sides right
1: Uh, on eat a peach mountain jam is uh, one is split between sides two and three Um, because they did one in one in four and then actually yeah and then two and three is how they I think package that but which I never which I never quite understood but I think it has to do with like automatic turntables or something Mm -hmm. yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, but Phil Maurice there's just the fade out after what we've been posted about the dams. Okay. So, That's right. Well, what's, what, what's your pick of the week?
2: All right. So I'm going to go outside of, I'm going to, I'm to, um, blaze a new trail here. You know, we've done, you know, music and, uh, websites and you know, articles and books. And I want, I'm going to go to a new place. And I'm going to recommend a city. And that is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, that's where I spent the last few days. And uh, I was I was looking forward to it. I mean, from the things that I read, you know, there were some cool things going on in Pittsburgh. Um, and it, it absolutely lived up to my expectations and probably exceeded it a little bit. Um, it is a really neat place. There's some fantastic breweries. Um, uh, there's some really good food. The, the baseball stadium is fantastic. Um, it's a super walkable city. Um, the bridges and the rivers and you know, the topography of the city and the neighborhoods. I mean, it really, I, I just had a fantastic time exploring around different areas. And um, there was a section called the Strip District that was sort of like, I think, uh, some old you know, sort of warehouse area that they've sort of rehabbed into um, more like a flea market type thing and um, yeah, so uh, I, you know, anytime that I have an opportunity to get back there for an event or something, I definitely will. Uh, will not pass up the time, pass up the chance. It was uh, it was cool to do. Have you ever spent any time there? I've not been. Always
1: wanted to go. Um, and really no excuse since it's not far from my wife's hometown. But someday we'll get there.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you folks up in Pittsburgh, you got something cool going on, and. um it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, but, uh, so anyway, yeah, it's going a little, a little outside the, uh, the mainstream on my, on my pick there. Um, okay. So, uh, disc two of light Fuse Getaway volume two. That's what we're doing this week. Um, do you want to tell the people what the, you essentially picked all these tracks, right? I don't, I mean, I guess maybe I had a little bit of input. For the most part, you did. Um, But I gave you some guidelines for how we were going to put this together. Uh, If people are are new to the podcast, you want to do a little overview on that?
1: Yeah, so we chose the last week's set, which was pretty standard, I think, 1997 set. Of course, all the shows that were on Light Fuse Getaway were from spring, mostly spring and summer, with one show from the fall. Um, The only rule that we had was you couldn't choose songs that were on Light Fuse Getaway or songs that were on um, Live in the Classic City. And so this this episode, or this disc, I guess the second disc, was creating a second set. So tried to hold true to where songs were placed in the set. So the opening song that you will hear was an opener from a particular show, set the next two songs were the second and third songs out, the songs that lead into drums led into drums, and the songs that close out the set closed out the set. So, still all soundboards, still all from 1997. Um, Last week we said that we created a more reasonable set. This week I would say is little bit of a dream set probably
2: uh, yeah i think that could be that could qualify i mean but it's not i don't think like if i well i would maybe if i saw that like on everyday companion i'd be like holy crap that yeah. looked like a really good show but um you know it's not it's not ridiculous but it is uh, you know maybe a little uh, a little hot, overly uh overly loaded with heat so to speak um, and, and, and is it's a little different from, you know, it seemed like in a lot of ways, life use get away. It was almost like the second, disc is really good, but the first, disc was, it was almost like, you know, first disc heavy. Whereas I think on, in our version, it's going to be a little more second disc heavy. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah. So unlike normally when, you know, when we do these things, we, you know, we come back from each uh, segment, do a little, you know, chit chat, um, to try to keep the, uh, you know, the same sort of feel of the album, um, we're going to play all the music straight through. So, um, from the opener all the way through the, the encore of the show. So, um, we'll do our best to make it sort of seamless. And then, um, we'll come back afterwards and talk a little bit about the music, but, um, Jeff, do you have anything you want to send the folks, off, send the folks off on their journey with?
1: No, I just think they're I, th- I I I think they're going to but I, I hope they really enjoy it because I think like you said it's a it's a set that if we saw it on paper we'd be like we need to go find that to listen to. So I think I think you're going to like it. Let's get started. We well, loved
0: it here just for fun. Inside, you know it ain't no lie. So now Bye for now. Thank you very much for having us here tonight, everybody. As I promise you, you have had us here tonight.
2: All right, set 2 and the encore or disc 2 of light fuse getaway volume 2 according to the good folks here at the bluest tape um, Jeff any any initial uh, reactions to to the music we just played
1: well I know you read off what we played and, and say where it came from.
2: Um, Okay. So, start things off from uh, the Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, May 7th, 1997, uh, A Bow-Legged Woman.
1: And then Galleon and Darlene from the Warfield Theater in San Francisco, March 29th, 1997.
2: And then uh, Airplane and uh, Gilded Splinters from April 18th, 1997. That was the electric factory in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: And then three songs from a place where Panic has played some really incredible shows over here That's the House of Blues in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, that's drums into vacation, and then the Dear Mr. Fantasy is a set closer.
2: Was that that was the first time they played?
1: Yes, that that seven seven
2: seven eight ninety seven. Yeah, those those two nights. Yeah. So they definitely. Uh, Decided they liked that place (laughs) on those two shows. Uh, And then uh, wrapping it up with the encore from April 27th, 1997 um, at the uh, Memorial Auditorium in uh, Burlington, Vermont. The encore end of the show into low spark of high-heeled boys.
1: Yeah, overall, I mean, obviously these songs were picked for a reason, but just... Great songs. That bowlegged opener from Five Seven is is obviously it's one of the best shows that Panics ever played. So that in and of itself is a bit of a landmark. But this version of Bowlegged is just nasty. Um, I hope we use your uh, matrix that you made. Although, like I said, would that be cheating if we used a? Matrix instead of just a straight soundboard.
2: No, I think we can do that. I don't it's right. acceptable. That's um, yeah. Um, the a little love ditty just for fun.
1: Yeah. Um, the Galleon Arlene is is really good. The, the Ar, Arlene is sensational the jam out of arlene which goes into blight we didn't use blight because it shows up on live in the classic city is, is really nice the airplane starts off a little slow and a little unsure of itself i think on 418 but picks up nicely the gilded solid and then that vacation dear mr fantasy from seven eight is is um pretty strong and then again just talk about a great encore end of the show though spark um, should that that's something that there shouldn't be more
2: of somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this is a really the end I know they've done occasionally like a JB solo, like encores where it'll be, you know, the first songs, JB solo. And then the, and then the rest of the band comes out to, to finish up. I think the, uh, the Montreal show in, uh, the club soda, nine, I think that had that, like it was JB solo show on the road, but, um, the, the jb solo to start and then the rest of the band kicking in halfway through the song is just fantastic uh and JV solo on the mandolin is just so much fun mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: just you know he gets so into it it's cool and uh, so yeah this is all all really good stuff um the you know obviously the palace show is uh is you know iconic i think that that warfield show that was one that um that may have been like one of the first of the spring ninety seven soundboards that I got, like on dat, and I just wore out. I mean, I just listened to that thing that show nonstop. It's so good. There's so much good stuff in there. The Pigeons is massive. Obviously the Diner Wondering Opener, which is on Lightviews Getaway Volume One. Um and uh yeah, the Blight and the Driving Greta Driving and it's just yeah, start to finish so good. Um and, uh, and then, yeah, that, that Myrtle beach section. And then obviously the encore, uh, the low spark is really good too. So good choices, Jeff. I appreciate Yay. it.
1: Yeah. I did something right. Yay. Um, yeah. Um, no, this has been a fun exercise and I think we probably had enough to,
2: we probably do, think do, do, think do volume three next year or do we have to wait five years to do it. Know, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> we, should, we should probably wait a little
2: while. Okay. Uh,
1: I think we could probably um, uh, we could probably pull together another because we didn't touch on a few of the shows we didn't do anything from New Haven, April nineteenth, um, and there's some other good ones in there too. We
2: didn't. Let, let, let me you know ask you this: if if the band, what would you prefer? Would you like the band to go back and do you know something similar to this, a volume two? of life use from the similar era, assuming that they have, you know, clean tapes of those shows, which you would think they would. Mm-hmm. Um, or would you like them to like pick a single show from that tour, you know, uh, the Warfield or Louisville or, you know, Burlington or something like that.
1: I want to see, I want to see them go back and try to put together another album with, with, from some selections from different shows and try to yeah. get together, together a show.
2: I mean, I, mean, I, awesome. I think, I'm sorry to interrupt,
1: yeah, I'd say piece together a show and put it together like we kind of did in terms of where songs slide in and how they fit together and flow and stuff, so
2: yeah, I mean, I think you know as a as a you know historical completionist, I think we both probably are you know whole shows are what you know what we generally listen to what you know what we wanna to collect, but in some ways it's really kind of neat, it's sort of an insight into the band to hear them pick what they like you know what i mean they like say like these are the versions of these songs that they hold up as you know among the best right and that's sort of what they did with the, the you know the original life use get away was like you know uh, this is the best that we played through that year you know these are our favorite versions and um maybe not specifically from the best shows you know um but but these specific versions so it's it's kind of a cool little look into you know what they um, their self you know analysis so to speak
1: well it's been a great 20 years for widespread panic in this record and like i said before we started the music we've had a good um it's great that they're releasing it on vinyl and I think next week's show will we'll, we'll delve into their release party, for the record. Um, talk about the big show in Athens, Georgia. And, and have a special treat with that, don't we, Harvey?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, um, I'm really excited about next week's show. So um, we are going to uh, talk to Gordon Lamb, who is the author um, of a book that is coming out. April 15th uh, was the release of uh, it's called widespread panic in the streets of Athens, Georgia. And it's uh, the untold story of the world's largest record release party. And so um, Gordon writes for the flagpole in Athens, Georgia. And uh, that book was published or is being published from the um, university of Georgia press. And um, they are kind enough to give us uh, some, some advanced copies of it. And uh it's a very entertaining read, and um, looking forward to talk to to Gordon a little bit about. Although there was, you know, I, I certainly remember when that show happened, and a lot of the buildup and you know aftermath. And uh, but uh, there was definitely some stuff in that uh, book that I did not know about. So um, really looking forward to to uh, picking his brain a little bit about that. So definitely make sure you listen to next week's episode as we celebrate the 20th anniversary. We just celebrated the 20th anniversary of the release of that album. And then we will celebrate the 20th anniversary of the release party of that album, um, from April 18th, 1998. Um, a, uh, a milestone moment in the history of this band. So, um, it's cool that we get to celebrate it here on the podcast. All so, right. So
1: let's buzz out.
2: Yeah. Episode. Um, we've, what do we uh, we've got a few different choices for 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 how we're gonna take it out? What do you what do you think we should we should do? We haven't done any uh an uh, end, end of the show, play out. You think uh, some blood kin? Sure, do a throw do some
1: blood. Let's do some blood Ken.
2: All right, we'll see you guys next week. Osiris.
1: This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at OsirisPod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at Relics.com.
3: Sticking about the price of admission Waiting for the knock on the door Feeling like I'd been there before Titter stood up on the couch and said Maria's killing me Now I'll see her in blood of black leather She's a goddamn cat and he She's a meaner, set. This girl this town is ever side about She only comes out at night Falling an angel under the streetlight Who could stay cheese for the innocent I'd cut myself and forget about her